but of power, love, and a sound mind. Father, we just honor you and we give you glory and we give your name the praise, the honor, and the glory, Father. We magnify you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. We bless your name this morning. God, we glorify you. We lift your name high this morning, oh God. Father, we come to magnify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We come to lift the name of Jesus high this morning. Father, we thank you, God, for every person out there, for every listener. We pray for the globe at large. We pray for this nation oh god father we ask that you will cover everyone under the blood of jesus christ father we decree and declare that we shall live and not die to declare the works of the lord and that no weapon that is formed against us shall not prosper in the name of jesus christ father we glorify you we honor you this morning oh god we thank you god for your mercies we thank you for your grace we thank you for your compassion oh god we thank you for your healing power for you said by your stripes we are healing the name of jesus father you said healing is the children's bread in the name of Jesus you said to be anxious for nothing but with everything with prayer and supplication made before the throne of grace so father we thank you this morning that we will not walk in the spirit of fear but with power love and a sound mind in the name of Jesus Christ father we thank you God for your healing virtue we thank you God that every spirit oh God anything that is not like you this morning father we uprooted this morning and we pray for peace God you said if we keep our mind on you you will yes. keep us in perfect peace in the name of Jesus Christ so we speak the peace of God upon your mind this morning we remove every anxiety every fear in the name of Jesus Christ God has not given us a spirit of fear but a power love and a sound mind so rise up this morning know that God is with you if God is for you who can be against you he will give you the strength that you need when you need it the most Hallelujah. and this is a time where we need the strength of God where we need yes. the love of God Hallelujah. and this is the time where he will give it to us the most in the name of Jesus Christ we shall overcome in the name of Jesus Christ and father we bless you oh God and we lift your name high this morning father as we begin this morning show father we lift your name high above the nations we lift your name high above our problems we lift your name high above every situation we lift your name high this morning oh God let your name be magnified let your name be glorified in the midst of the earth hallelujah in the name of Jesus so we release a prayer this morning for everyone that is yes. on this prayer yes. line that Alleluia. they will experience your love they will experience a brighter day in the name of Jesus yes, Father Lord. anyone essential Alleluia. workers doctor nurses oh God policemen anyone that is out there on the front line Father we pray for them this morning we ask that you will cover them under the blood of Jesus we pray for our leaders and those that are in authority to make decisions oh God Father we pray that they will hear from you oh God and they will make the right decision for the nation and from the world at large in the name of Jesus Christ now father God father we release peace into everyone's home that is listening this morning we release the peace of God that surpasses all understanding hallelujah today is going to be a new day today is a brighter day already hallelujah because you are alive hallelujah. in the land of the yes. living rise up hallelujah. shine hallelujah begin to smile begin to shake off the weight the weight of the world in the name of Jesus Christ know that God is with you if God is for you who can be against you and so we pray for you this morning that every 
sickness and disease must bow to the name of Jesus Christ. We release healing to your body right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We release strength to your body right now in the name of Jesus Christ. So Father, we magnify you and we thank you and we give your name the praise, the honor, and the glory as you and you alone, Father, will get the glory out of all of our lives. And so we bless you this morning and we thank you in advance that today is going to be a brighter day. Hallelujah. 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 Come hallelujah. on, somebody out there. Hallelujah. Somebody out there say hallelujah. Somebody out there, somebody say amen. Say amen. hallelujah. Amen. Come on, if you received the prayer, if you prayed, trust and know that the Lord heard your prayer. Trust and know that God is with you today. Trust and know that it does not matter if it was dark and gloomy on yesterday, that today God is thinking of you truly. This is a brighter day. This is a brand new day. It is the day that is the acceptable day of the Lord. It's the day that you are to be remembered. It is a day that you should yes. rejoice. It yes. is a day that you should give thanks and be glad because it's a day that the Lord has made and that makes today a brighter day. So listen, today is going to be a good show. Monday we started off and we were talking about uh, relationships and all this week is going to be dealing with love, dealing with relationships, how to remain single and satisfied, how to be married, oh my God, how to be married and satisfied. So (laughs) this is going to be a good show. So we got some good questions that we didn't get to on Monday. My wife said satisfaction, single and satisfied, single and saved and satisfied, married and saved and satisfied. We're going to talk about a number of things but today is a blessed day and uh as always we're going to start off with something that we call hot tops and hot tops are the hot topics the trending topics the things that are going on that are popular at the moment that's really making headway in the news and so i wanted to start off by talking about this and it's uh dealing with the medical workers fighting COVID 19 and this time article in time was talking about how they're facing mental health a mental health crisis and i wanted to actually read something that uh that i read and so it says the coronavirus is taking a mental toll even on those medical experts who aren't on the front lines since the start of the outbreak dr morgan katz an infectious disease expert at john hopkins university has been advising nursing homes and long-term care centers on dealing with the coronavirus but she's struggling with the gap between what she believes to be the proper procedures and what's actually possible in this crisis Many of the facilities she's advising are suffering from a lack of protective equipment, limited staffing and insufficient testing and a sense of helplessness is taking hold. And she says, we didn't have the resources before this that we needed and this has completely strapped them beyond anything feasible, says Katz. It's so bad, I really feel for these nursing homes and the staff of these nursing homes because I truly believe that they're trying to do the right thing but I really don't feel like they're being protected the way we need to protect them. And the article goes on to talk about the the mental state and what's really going on even with the families of nurses and doctors who are going home after being around coronavirus patients and going home and the fear that they're carrying that they might infect their families. And so I wanted to, first of all, before I even uh, uh, speak on this, I want to salute not just the medical uh, um, uh, experts or the doctors and nurses, but every first responder. If you if you if you're a, a firefighter, if you're a cop, I salute all of you guys because it is it, it's really something to stay out there. I've been watching and witnessing nurses and uh, some of them resigning from their position because of fear. And yeah. so I want to say this: I salute everyone who's been sticking through it because it's something. It is. Uh, I believe there's mental challenges that can take place through this as well. And you see, I've been watching on the news. I've been listening to some nurses, and some have never witnessed 
patients die like this by the dozens by the numbers and it's doing something it's affecting them when they go to sleep at night they're pondering on these things they, they're having some of them are having nightmares and it's a thing that's pretty hard to deal with yeah so you imagine if they're there and they're um on the front line in the homes and then not only that i mean fear is just i mean all of this is spreading just like the virus is spreading right so you have those that are on the front line they're battling with all these issues and not on top of that when we feed ourselves even with the media uh, more than the word of God mm-hmm. and that's even affecting the people at home so you may not be physically there there it's really hitting them hard but then when we hear about it you know a lot of us um, deal with a lot of emotional um, you know and and their good emotions we just don't know sometimes how to balance it and so we may read these stories and we may go into a place of depression even though we're physically not there um, but keep hearing these things um, you know but we know that these things has happened before they will you know continue to happen even based on scripture Um, but like you said how do we how do we really handle um, the thoughts and the pressure and i mean the truth be told i tell people this all the time and i can only um, be honest you know and we have we you know there are many medical experts and that's the truth who have studied um the mind study the emotion study what people have gone through in life um, but I can I can say, and we're not taking away from any medical expert or those who have, uh, you know, have gained the knowledge, have gotten their PhD, have gone to school, have done have done intense study in this area when it comes to dealing with trauma and traumatic events in people's life, and how do they maintain and how do they manage it? And so, you know, a lot of people do counseling, which is good. Um, some doctors may recommend. Uh, people being on prescription and I think you know just like anything I believe it's on the level even of your faith and so you know you will have those not saying not to negate that anybody any human being will have or deal with some sort of traumatic event in their life and so how do you process it how do you handle it Um, what's the right way and so there's there are many methods and different streams or way you can go about it Um, but because we are believers and we know the greatest doctor who uh, created the first human being which is dr jesus who who we know is uh, he's above he ranks above anybody in the whole world and so for my own personal testimony when I've gone through traumatic events I had options where a doctor had offered me anxiety pills or offered Mm. me medication Mm. and I had the choice to make there Um, and I don't know if I shared this testimony many times before and it was traumatic I mean I thought I was gonna lose it lose my mind lose uh, my emotion everything was just in a a bad place and I didn't even know how to identify uh, what I was going through and what I was dealing with and so through talking it through uh, with close people, uh, my mom, my apostle, and, um, you know, those that might have been close to me who can give me spiritual advice because the Bible tells us, again, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. And then even after that, I went to see a physical doctor. So my first strategy was trying to cope with it on my own, right? That wasn't quite working at first because I was really so focused on trying to handle it on my own. I couldn't even pray. I was too stressed out to pray. 
um, I was just not in a good place. So then my second option I tried, I went to my apostle, I uh, began to pray and you know, those things were working. So, but it wasn't quite fixing the problem. And then I said, well, let me go to a physical doctor. So you see here, I just give you an example of a traumatic experience where, you know, sometimes people are like, you know, you could be too churchy. You need to go see the doctor. So you can see, I exhausted all possibility. And so I went to, uh, the physical doctor who in turn diagnosed and said, you know, you might be dealing with anxiety. You should take this medicine and all this different things. So three process, three steps. So I wasn't being too churchy and ignoring, you know, like we do. And so when I went to see uh, that doctor in the hospital and they gave me that prescription, I, ne I will never forget this moment. And I'm telling y'all people of God, God is so real. I'm telling you, he's so amazing. He's such a healer and a deliverer. And so if you're going through any traumatic experience or you know someone that is dealing with trauma today, there's always option, but I can tell you the best option is Jesus Christ. Amen. So here Amen. I am. I go through all these options and I get in my car. I get out of the hospital. I get a prescription. I'm holding a prescription in my hand from the doctor who know have diagnosed me to say I have anxiety. I need to deal with this thing. This is that was his solution for the problem. And so I get in the car. I'm holding this prescription and I clearly hear the Holy Spirit say to me, tear up the prescription. And so now Dr. Jesus decides to show up on the scene for me. Mm -hmm. And so I had a choice to make. I had to choose to believe Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit who was speaking to me in that moment, or my faith may have not been there. Some people, you know what, your faith may not be there, but I'm trying to, we're going to increase your faith this morning that if God, yes, the healer, yes. remember who created us from the beginning, the one who know you more than anyone, he, the Bible says he know our very thoughts and the doctors don't know your very thoughts. Hallelujah. Even the prophets, the Bible says we prophesy in part and we know in part, but we don't know everything, but the Lord himself know everything. He know every detail about you. He know every strand of your hair. He mm -hmm. can count them. Uh, that's how precise he is about each and every last one of us. So I can encourage someone this morning that Dr. Jesus is a healer and he can help you even in this time of trauma when you go to him. And so I made that decision, Prophet. And I remember ripping that prescription up and I went in my prayer closet and I went in and had a conversation with God and God began to heal me. He began to deliver me. I began to just lay it at the feet of Jesus. And I know people saying, well, what does that what does that mean and what does that look like it is mean having a conversation with God just like how you would go to your uh, psychiatrist and you would sit there and you would have a conversation uh, with that psychiatrist and you would vent and you would tell all your problems and everything and they in turn again might give you a prescription mm -hmm. and you might have to come back Absolutely. again and again and and keep going and going until you feel free but I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt I had uh, the greatest physician the the greatest counselor i went into prayer i went into the holy spirit was like the greatest counsel i ever received i cried tears to my eyes was swollen it couldn't swell anymore uh, but i felt the power of god hit me in my prayer closet and i he just began to show me things about forgiving about the bible says the rain fall on the just and the adjust just like what's happening now because 
in that moment, I was saying, God, I, I don't deserve this. Why is this happening? Where a lot of people are this morning, they're saying, God, why is this happening? I didn't deserve this. Why is my loved one dying? Why is this happening in the land? And people will go back to say, well, God, why don't you fix all these things? But a lot of times humanity have a hard time taking responsibility sometime of our own action. And so God did a, a mighty thing and he healed and he delivered. So, you know, I was facing, in a sense, a mental uh, crisis. I was yeah, breaking yeah. down mentally, emotionally, everything. I was crashing, um, you know, so I, I, I couldn't get it together. My heart was racing, palpitating. I was uh, repeating memories, rehearsing memories in my head of the trauma. So that's what a lot of people might be going through right now. But I think as a whole, as a body, I think it is our job to pray for them, number one. Um, if somehow we can, you know, lead them to Christ for some people, counseling is not a bad thing. If that's where you are, uh, get the counsel. But I can guarantee you to me, the best solution for me to this day where I've never taken an anxiety medicine, I'm still not on medication. I'm not dealing with depression, all this stuff um, through the trauma of so many trauma in life. I can just encourage someone because what happens to me is like you get hooked on those things Absolutely. and it's not a permanent mm -hmm. solution, but Jesus Christ is the total solution. Prophet, what do you have to say? Okay. So you said a, a number of things that stood out to me, but you said a piece about uh, the media uh, causing the fear, causing people to fear. And I want to say that the media, they're projecting, they're, they're projecting to the masses the fear. And so it's, it's a constant thing where they're perpetuating like fear. They're injecting it to the masses, the fear, the fear. And I would say this, but I want to go back to yeah. the mental health state of yeah. uh, many of the doctors and nurses. And I don't even want to just focus on doctors and nurses because you have those who are, are firefighters. You have those who, yeah. are, who are the police, yeah. all the first responders who's out there, the bus drivers who yeah. are out there that's in the thick, in the midst of it. And, and in the report, in the Time article, um, the young lady was saying how it's, it's uh, affecting her and it's affecting uh, many of the nurses and doctors yeah. and it's affecting the families when they come home because they're carrying that. And many of those nurses and doctors, they're seeing more deaths than they've ever seen, seen in before, their career. Yeah. And so for any normal person, it would affect their mental state. Yeah. And so going to work, going to sleep, it would affect you. If you've seen tragedy up close and personal, if you've seen a death up close and personal, that's not just something that you can just rest easily yeah. and just go to sleep and uh, all as well. And the next day it's back to normal. So the mental state of a, uh, of much of the first responders it's a i, I, I think, think on this level of magnitude because they do experience yeah, death absolutely. in the hospital they've yeah. seen you know things but it's at a greater level yes on a greater it, level so would it be so at a greater be, level you know would it be at a greater level the question would be is what what can they do uh for for their mental health for their mental health what could they do what what could they what could be beneficial to take their mind off of that because it's a lot that's a lot I, I looked in uh when i was looking at something in new york and i was listening to the doctors and listening to the nurses and i was listening to some of them say i've never seen this before i've never seen it like this in my lifetime and it, you could see some of the nurses crying a lot of the nurses were just crying and it's a it's a weighty matter it's yeah. a weighty matter yeah i mean you know again we go back to i don't you know i'm not an expert in the yeah. area but i can give you 
just what I know for, for the sure. body. For and the so, body. And, and what you were yeah. saying is, is powerful. And so we're and, and what I want to focus on is the body of believers is that is that you see the fear that's perpetuated in, in, in the media. But as the body of believers, as the Christians, we can't think the same way. Yeah. You know, that, that my thing is that we cannot think the same way. We cannot have the same level of fear. We can't walk the same way they are. So there's a level where we have to have our reserve in the Lord and we have to know that we're protected, we're covered. And co cover ourselves, praying concerning our families, yeah. concerning our loved ones, concerning the churches, because the uh, the fear is being perpetuated in the media. That's not going to stop. Yeah. It's perpetuated, it's projected, yeah. and it's injected in the people. And it's not just injected in the people of the world, but even injected in the in Christendom at large. And so God's people are fearing as much as the normal, as the the rest of the world. And we're the ones that's supposed to have more faith. We're and the I really feel like, like, you that. know, even pastors, maybe, you know, they don't consider us essential, but I really feel like, you know, uh, we're a part of the first responder. And, and the thing is, you know, you remember even the Bible tell us, you know, uh, to count That's the good. cost before you, you mm -hmm. know, and, and I'm sure a lot of people, again, it's like the whole married thing and relationship. A lot of times when we don't see the magnitude of what possibly might take place in a relationship, yeah. just like a doctor, a pastor, a nurse, or those people, you sign up for the job, you know, but really you never look just like when you get married, you never think about in sickness and in health, right. you know, to death do us part. You know, we never look at it um, from that angle until sometime when that moment does show up in our face and it reminds you of, I don't know what kind of, if the healthcare professional, when they get their degree, if there's um, a pledge or something they take just to say, yeah. um, you know, that this is what they signed up for yeah. because this possibly may happen, you mm -hmm. know? And so we got to realize that that's a part of the job we sign up for. And again, um, it's not an easy thing, but we sign up for, for the job and along comes with the job come all these different things that it may happen. So we want to just, I mean, celebrate and encourage every worker out there, even yeah. the pastor, because, you know, truth be told, I, I, if they if they release pastors to be essential, I guarantee you it's a lot of pastors that will lay down their so life and comment, go into the hospitals and pray for people. You made a comment that I want you to explain to the people because I understood what you meant. You said that we are yes. first responders, but what does that mean for, I want the people to understand, what does that mean? We're first responders. You're saying that we're, we're, we're not non-essential, we're essential. We're very so essential. So what does that mean, we're first responders i mean because we if we i mean we have a crisis so people that are faith-based i mean whether it's sickness a lot of time we'll call our pastors our, uh for prayer um before we call our our doctors you know and people have experienced healing a lot of times we'll call our pastors for counseling uh no matter the hour of the night a true man or woman of god they will wake up they Absolutely. will accept that call right. um they're on the front line you know they're like the doctors in the er always on call come on come on <laughs> i think people forget that we're on. always on come call on. either we're in prayer um, we're the spiritual doctors, I would say. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we pray against things that sometimes, um, you know, you ever go to a doctor and they, you're something you feeling wrong, but they never can identify every time you go there. Like we can't find nothing wrong with you, but you know, you're feeling symptoms. And so that's when we always tell people, of course, to use wisdom. If you go to a natural doctor and they can't find what's wrong with you, there may be something spiritual is going on. So this is where the spiritual physician coming. Cause yeah. the Bible tell us we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And so now we got to identify what we're dealing with. And through the power of prayer and deliverance, we've seen people free, set free and deliver and not experiencing any pain again yeah, based on. on what 
they feeling, but the doctor can't explain why they're having the symptoms they're having. So who all are first responders? Who all are first responders? It's not just pastors. Who all are first responders? The people of God. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, the people of God, your, your apostles, your pastors, your prophets, your, your, your doctors, the spirit, your spiritual leaders in the body of Christ. They're your first responders, your elders, um, your deacons, those people that you call to uh, when you're going through a crisis, when you can't get through to a hotline, when you can't get an appointment sometime to your own doctor and they're telling you you got to wait. And even this time with um, the Corona's pandemic, a lot of people can't physically go to their doctor. They can't get doctor's appointment. But I guarantee you, you can always get to Dr. Jesus. And a lot of times you can get to your pastor much faster. And if you like, oh, school like my apostle she'll take off her robe and she'll be right there with you she'll be right there by your bedside and i know there's a lot of men and women of god that will risk their life for that and we see that's happening even with the whole thing with the church but you know the bible says with greater love than this than a man lay down his life for his friend and so that's what we do we are first responders and and so i want to go off to say this being a first responder it is not just the pastors it's not just the prophets and apostles it's not just that first responders if you know the lord and you trust the lord you trust the word that you read and you know that god can heal then you need to be a first responder and so the thing is that deals with this whole phrase essential versus non-essential we are essential essential simply is absolutely necessary when you're essential it's absolutely necessary and is of the utmost importance and the people of god and those that trust the lord those who believe in god's healing power Yes. we are essential you are essential that should apply to all of us christendom as a whole we are essential but the problem is this that that the world won't see the church or see christians as essential you know why because at large the world doesn't see power in the church because you have people that don't believe god can heal they don't see it they don't witness it so when you don't see it and you don't witness it then it doesn't exist to you yeah. Then it's not real to you But everybody, I mean, you know, when you look at it, you know, people can say, well, pastors are dying, doctors are dying, even some of them that are being protected, you know, but... Uh, and speaking of the, the pastor, there was a pastor that died. There were a couple of pastors that died, but one that stood out, it was one that's not too far from our, our vicinity. And it was a Virginia pastor. It's, in the, it's been all over the news, a Virginia pastor that died for having service. And he had made a comment and said that uh, uh, I'm not going to stop having service. Either they would take me to jail or I'll, or you have to take me out of a hospital. And he decided to have services and he ended up dying of coronavirus. And I want to point who's, this out. Who's to say that it's from the service? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he yeah, went to the grocery absolutely, store. Absolutely. But this I is mean, what I'm saying. I mean, we're the contact. Do you see what's taking place? we want to persecute place? the church. Yeah, but do you see what's taking place? Uh, is, is the media are coming at the churches. After church, they're coming at the churches. It's like it, there was a story in California where six people got shot because somebody was having a party and six people got shot, but it didn't, it wasn't that big as you see with the churches. Anybody that's still going to church, if they're having service and there's eight people or 10 people there, or, or even if somebody had 50 at, at the church, you know, the media are painting the picture and skewing the portrait on churches and pastors to make them look so bad to make make the pastors look bad to make the churches look bad to make it look as if they don't have any sympathy or they're not empathetic or they don't care about uh, people getting sick so they're coming after the churches you don't see them going after the mosques they're not going after the kingdom halls the jehovah witnesses they're not going after that but they're constantly constantly going after the churches so I know a lot of people when they hear this story about the pastor that died, a lot of uh, a lot of people are being judgmental. They're being judgmental without knowing the fullness, and it's just making the church look bad because everything is just 
pointing the finger at the church. Oh, the church doesn't care. They don't care. They're still doing this. They don't care. And so I, I'm going to say this because this is just what I believe. Amen. Every pastor has to hear from God themselves. Every pastor has to hear from God themselves. And so and this is what I've been saying about this virus. God allowed this thing to happen. And it's important that every pastor hears from God. The pastor that's at home doing online services with just him and a cell phone in a room with nobody, I salute him. The pastor that's going to his church having service where there's 10 people inside, I salute him. Now, also, let me say this. Be quick to put your mouth on somebody that you don't know, a man or a woman of God. Because let me tell you why. There could be somebody. And the, what if the Lord told somebody, I want you to open the doors of the church today? I'm going to throw this question out. You just think about this. And the Lord said to see if you know the voice of the Lord and the Lord said, in spite of what might happen, I want you to open up the doors. There's going to be someone that comes to your church today. He's going to die tomorrow. And this is his last opportunity. Wow. Now, wow. my question is, is this outside of governor's orders. I'm just posing this to you, <laughs> Christians, body of believers. If the, the governor said shut down, don't open up to one person. But the Lord said today, a man by the name of Jonathan Joseph is going to show up at the church and if you don't show up, he's going to die tomorrow and he's not going to meet me. If you go to the church today, you're going to meet this man and God speaks this to you. Now, what do you do? Do you defy what everyone else says? Because the Lord spoke now. Let me also say this. Now, in doing that, you better make sure you hear in the Lord. Yeah. Everybody say they hear the Lord and, 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 and that's a prophetic conversation for another day. But many people aren't hearing the Lord. There are many presumptuous words, words of zeal, words of, uh, of someone's own faith. And it's not God at all. But let me say this. If it's a true surefire word from the Lord and the Lord says, I want you to show up and go here tomorrow at this time. Do you be obedient at that word and go? What if the Lord says tomorrow you'll die tomorrow? Well, well I think this will seal the controversy because, I, I, you know, it might be a lot of people out there like going back and forth or even stuff or some of the stuff we're saying. So I think this will seal the deal, Prophet. I remember, I think it was last week, and we won't put the name of the business out there, but you were heading somewhere and the spirit of the Lord checked you and told you oh, not yeah. to go mm -hmm. into that facility. Mm -hmm. Now, that's supposed to be an essential place. Mm -hmm. And you could have gone in and caught the virus or whatever mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit prompt you mm -hmm. in your spirit to not go in there absolutely absolutely it, it's true and so without going into the details and i know everybody won't even understand it or even get that but there are some things that you just have to listen to god when he says don't go there or don't go in that door and many times especially in my past i've learned the hard way because i pushed past the voice of the lord and 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 oftentimes people think when the lord is speaking you hear this great voice from the sky and let me tell you something. When the Lord speaks, you begin to know his voice the more when you listen to the small inklings. It doesn't start out where you just hear the greatest things and you're just prophesying to everybody that you know. It starts with the small, still voice. It starts with the small, simple inkling, the small, simple inclination. And sometimes you just feel this thing. Don't go. And it might start like that. And the more you start obeying when the Lord and how the Lord speaks to you, the more and more comes. And so then you'll begin to hear it very clearly when the Lord says don't or no or turn away. And so it pays to obey the voice of the Lord. And the Lord can give you a warning in a dream. The Lord can give you a warning and check you in your spirit when you're going to a particular place. But it pays to be obedient.
It pays to be obedient. And I can share stories, and that's another time. I can share stories where God was so precise and accurate with why not to go into a place, and it happened just as, as the Lord has spoken. And so it's imperative to listen to the Lord. But I want to still just, uh, these were the hot topics today about that. We're going to keep the medical workers and all the first responders, we're going to keep them in prayer. As a body at large, we're going to keep them in prayer. Their mental health, their, their yeah, mental stability. Definitely. We're going to keep their families in prayer because it's not just the first responders who are suffering mentally. Their families are, are, are watching their mothers and fathers leave out yeah, daily man. and they're worried about them as well so we're going to keep them in prayer we're going to keep the we're going to keep the church world in prayer as well and so even for yeah, the, the pastors, world at large even some of the pastors who've lost their lives we're going to pray for the the congregation pray for the members that they remain and keep the faith and stand strong yeah stand strong and stay faithful to the call no matter what you know so god is still able i don't you know it doesn't matter what anyone is saying you still believe you still stand on the faith of god you still you know stay encouraged so we just want to encourage y'all yeah. that was just our little hot topic for the morning but we know this week is all about relationships so yeah. all y'all people out there let your friends know share send them out we're getting ready to dive into this whole relationship topic and we're hoping by we're open by um you know friday we'll go live a little bit on facebook live but for now we're getting ready to just dive into this whole thing with with relationships and you know just see where god uh, will take us this morning from last week when we took off actually on monday when we took off um you know we were talking so many topics we were talking about um relationship and we had so many questions that we didn't get a chance to get around to but we're going to get on it today we're going to talk uh, about what's going on out there as you guys are being quarantined for the single for the married prophet talk about being single and satisfied being married and satisfied so we're going to get dive deep into it there was a it's so much i think it's a, a million list things on the list when it comes to relationship and how to let's work from the single angle to the married angle uh to those that you know you probably you think a lot of people out there uh got married for the wrong reason and and that could be some of their struggles right now what do you think i believe it's a number of things uh i always say this it depends there was something that i learned from a, a um from an instructor that I had in real estate school and every time someone asked the question, the first thing he said was, it depends. And so, it depends. It depends. And so I'll say this, many times people can get married and, uh, and they have false expectations of what marriage should look like. And so there's a number of things, there's a number of dyna uh, dynamics and I think many times when marriages don't work, sometimes it's something that I like to call rushed love. So many times when wow, we're, when we're single, love. when we're single, especially the Christian, when we're when we're single, you know, we, we want to get married. Sometimes when we're single and we live the life of sin, it's like, ah, listen, OK, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not having sex anymore. I need to get a wife. I need to get married. And sometimes we go into it. I, 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 it's better to marry than to burn. That's the word of God. It's better <laughs> to marry than to burn. But you don't get married just for the sake of uh, 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 quenching your burn. Now, if you, that's the reason that you're getting married, then marriage has to be more than sex you yeah because you're so, gonna be burning in other areas yeah and the thing is if you're burning before marriage you're going to be burning in marriage with your partner but just burning for another uh, man or woman and so we don't like to talk about that as well so before you get married you know you gotta you gotta find a way in the lord to quench that burn and so then after you get married you know it's like uh, you can still en enjoy marriage the way it's intended to be enjoyed and so i think oftentimes Back to Christian. foundations, right? Yeah, foundations. Cause again, because we still were, we were never taught the proper way how to how to even 
do any of that stuff for a lot of us, right? And how to, again, manage your emotions, your feeling. A lot of us, we were um, either taught by the world when it comes to relationship or um, or we were raised in a lot of, for a lot of us, religious family where all you were told, don't have sex before marriage. Marriage is a sin, but they never dealt with the fact that you will have those urges or your, your natural uh, organs in yeah, your body. Absolutely. You may go through those different things. So we have to, we, we, the foundation, always uh, trying to say again, let's go back to the foundation. Yeah. Go back to the foundation. We got to start over because for a lot of us, when this topic of relationship it is obviously that our foundation is not wrong. We need to go back to the basic. We need to go back to ground zero. We need to go back to see uh, the conversations that our parents never really had with us other than telling us, uh, don't do it. It's a bad thing to do. Uh, going back to um, a good, solid way. How do we now... Um, based on the word of God, based on Christian living, uh, based on the right thing to do, how do we go back to the foundation to start a healthy place? Because a lot of us started in a dysfunction place. We were never raised correctly. We never saw a good relationship. Uh, we were, you know, we were never shown um, how to um, communicate, how to have a dialogue, how to abstain and how to live that godly life but instead we have the world that is teaching us we have our yep. uh, friends and family and now a uh, days with you know social media and everything that is what's feeding us and that's what's out there and even us as believers in the body of christ i was sharing that with somebody else um that um Th these topics you know it's kind of like the thing we walk on eggshells on and we forget even as uh, christians in the body of christ we go through in our own emotion that outside of being a pastor a bishop a prophet whatever you are in the body of christ outside of being a christian period you're human you're also a wife you're a mother your brother your sister your aunt your grandparent you have all these different roles that you do play and so you can't ignore the fact you know where we get either too over religious and then we forget get the natural part of our our relationship and we don't have that conversation uh but how do we uh destroy the foundation of the dysfunction and start brand new again so that we can heal and then even for us is they're having children that we can try to steer them in the right way because we also were not taught the proper way so we either had when i was growing up you know you know you heard that was a sin it's disgusting you know, you were beat down if you even got caught up in it, especially if you got caught up being pregnant, you were ostracized, you were, you know, you were, it was a lot that a lot of people went through. And our parents, our forefathers, they, they pretended or never talked to us as if, you know, let us know that this is reality. You're going to be tempted. Temptation will yeah, come. Yeah. These things will be pre presented to you. How do you handle it? You know, so a lot of us, we were able to restrain or not engage out of fear or shame or embarrassment. And then some of us, what we did was sneak and do it because yeah, we didn't want to yeah. be shame and embarrassed yeah. because we never had that dialogue to say, hey, if this happened to you, if someone happened to show you pornography, how do you handle it? If you so happen to come across a magazine, these things are real if you if somebody uh offer you to you know to engage in these activity even as a young child how do you respond Can, are you free to communicate with me and, and tell me the truth of the matter yeah well i think a lot of it is what you said it has to do with foundation and so our foundation when it comes to 
things of marriage, even when it talk when it comes to talking and saying the word sex and mentioning certain things that are unmentionable in most of what we would call the church. It's a uh, our foundation hasn't been right, and so I grew up. Uh, in the old school church and we were we we always heard that of course marriage is wonderful and it's blessed but a lot of times we couldn't talk about the things that we wanted to talk about so I always knew marriage was right I watched a, a faithful father to my to my mother for for and they're still married almost 45 years or whatever but we heard what is what's right in marriage but we were never given like the transparency. We didn't talk like sex talk. We didn't do those things. It's like, it wasn't a normal thing to talk like that. And so, so I remember one time when I was a teenager, uh, no, um, I don't remember what age I was, but I remember one time I heard somebody say a phrase on TV and the, uh, and the lady, and the lady said, <laughs> the lady said, it was like, no, no, listen, why you got to sleep around? And she said, just masturbate. And so, and I remember I looked, I turned right around <laughs> and I looked at my mother. I said, I said, mom, I said, Mom, I said, what, what is masturbate? And then my mother said, mm, don't, <laughs> nothing, don't worry about it, nothing, nothing. And so, of course, because I was the curious kid, I always, like, wanted to look up stuff. I used to study. If I heard somebody say a word, I would go study the dictionary just because I wanted to know the word. And so I, I didn't quite understand it until I finally understood what it was uh, when I ended up experiencing that and then being caught up in a bondage with that. But the truth of the matter is that, most of the time, and this is the truth, is that, see, the world talks about sex. Yeah. The world talks about it. They talk about gratification. They talk about all this, but it's skewed. It's distorted. Yeah. And it's wicked. Yeah. And it's not the way God intended it, but they talk about it. They talk about and it. And the problem is in the church. And and everything else. The problem in the church is, like, we can't talk about nothing. Yeah. We can't talk about anything because it's like, it's like, oh, oh, oh you, you, that's, a, that's a tough subject. Yeah, that's it's a almost tough like you defiled it, yeah. you know. Yeah, so my, my thing is, like, God made us. Uh, um, uh, and we desire and so everybody has a desire and so before I got married you know what I'm saying it's like I was I still was attracted to women yeah. I desired women and it's like uh, a sin is sin and thank God God freed me from sin but you know when you get married you still have those desires and so and the thing is even in marriage people don't even like to talk about the whole thing about sex because believe it or not you have two people and we've been talking about this with the quarantine quarrels of these couples <laughs> the quarantine, quarantine quarrels, quarrels of the couples and let me say this because now you're forced to see that oh so wonderful spouse that you said I do to and you're finding out oh, I really, you're finding out I really don't like them that much I'm seeing them <laughs> too much I miss my job I'd rather hear from my boss who I can't stand than see your face one more day oh, you know what I mean so terrible. we're forced to see what we proclaim to love and wow. so the thing is and many times we don't talk about this but it's so much frustration in marriages and 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 then you, you see couples nowadays, and, and this is something that I hear people say all the time, and there was a question that somebody had mentioned the other day about, you know, about sleeping in other rooms. It ain't no such thing as, uh, uh, if you're sleeping in the other room or you doze off in the other room, it's because you're working or you're doing something in another room. But yeah, but not intentionally. Not intentionally. I'm, you can I'm go putting you out. I, my, I ain't These putting my wife on no bad sofa, behaviors. and she ain't putting me on no learned, sofa. Yeah, it's you, bad you, behavior. You, you, you've heard this, like, over the years. Like, I've heard so many conversations with females talking about some, or a guy. I, you know, she, well, I, I ain't sleeping in the bed yeah. with her. She got on my nerve, or vice versa. I put him out until him, he do right. I, he ain't gonna yeah, get nothing. Put him in the guest room, and we we mm. buy into all these things with conversations with our friends and family. Just and that's why our marriages and our relationship are so dysfunction, y'all, because we have been 
and taking ungodly counsel from the wrong people. You cannot. And then we got people that's, you know, giving counsel again. I'm just saying that people out there, I'm not taking away from nobody degree and school and what they have gone through and what they have learned. Some of those things are good. But at the end of the day, if it does not line up with the word of God, I cannot hear you because that's ungodly counsel and I cannot receive that from you. So I need some godly people in my life that's going to give me the word of God that I can function as a citizen in the kingdom yeah. of God because I live in this world but I'm not of this world yeah. so how is the world going to tell me how to live a godly relationship yeah. when they not even they don't even have a relationship with God himself Absolutely. so they're going to be doing things their world and so that's why we introduce all these things into our bedroom yeah. we introduce all these stuff and then want to say the marriage bed is undefiled yeah. and we're going to hit that topic well, up I don't know if Friday because that's a big thing Absolutely. but I don't know if we want to hit that right now prophet and because I think we should it's too hold much to talk we're going to get into that but marriage I think you're saying bed. the good thing that you're saying is that the, we need good counseling. Yeah. You need good guidance. You need good advisors. You need good counseling. And the Bible says, uh, uh, Psalms, the very first chapter of Psalms says, blessed is the man that walketh, walketh not, not in the, in the counsel, counsel of, of the, the ungodly. ungodly. And it's the, the counsel that we're getting is the ungodly counsel of, of what we see in media, of what we see with celebrities that we follow. Yeah. And the ungodly counsel is what we hear from some of the doctors that have talk shows and we listen to them. Can we... we I, I, that's true when you say that I thought about the doctors but you, you, when you think about this how do you if you have not and a lot of us out there I'll be honest we have not gotten the right foundation when it comes to marriage have not gotten the right foundation when it comes to marriage so when you think about this with the um, ungodly counsel how do you start afresh number one to get rid of ungodly appetites because mm. my god some of these things we doing and some of the conversation we haven't even in the body of Christ and in the world at large. And we have come into agreement that this is okay. We done been ungodly the wrong appetite. You got to stay there. You have to stay there. Don't go. Yeah, ungodly appetite. So appetite eat. has to do with your desire, what you want. Your what desire. Yeah. You know, in the middle of the night, you know how I make them trips from the top level of the house to the refrigerator because right. at 1 a.m. I might just have a taste for something. I got a taste for something. So I think the but appetite. But something had to be introduced to you because if yeah. I never, it, well, look at both of us. We are, um, you know, a married couple from two different backgrounds. I was born in Jamaica, so I got a lot of Jamaican culture, a lot of Jamaican food. Uh, Prophet is a born American. He, you know, a lot of American food, a lot of American culture. So I probably had the opportunity to enjoy both before you had to experience some of yeah. my culture. And so in the beginning, you never knew what Aki was. You like, Aki, what is that? I, what, thought, what, what, what I is thought it looked disgusting. Yeah. But I, even when I said the word Aki, yeah. you didn't know what that absolutely. was, right? Mm -hmm. And so... You had to trust me. I had to tell you about Aki and what it is and even uh, give it to you. And at first you didn't like it. Right. And I'm telling you, man, this thing is good. You didn't like it. But I kept telling you, keep trying it. You're going to like it. You're going to like it. And all of a sudden one day you now love Aki, which mm -hmm. I'm kind of blown about because you just be eating all my Aki. Uh, but it's not. Let me say this. It's not Aki by itself. It's with the salt fish. With the salt but, fish. But now let me say this. No. When but I did first, you try it last night? Because I didn't put no, salt fish in it. I, uh, yeah, I had. It was good. It was good. See, I like. Let me say this. So you didn't know now, the salt fish was I'm missing. Gonna go, I'm going to start with the Aki. Now, let me say this. When I first saw Aki, it looked disgusting. It looked like, to me, it looked like a plate. This is no offense because I'm married to a Jamaican woman. But when I first saw it, it looked like a plate of vomit. And so that's what it looked like to me. <laughs> it looked and like. 
eggs. And then they told me it was fruit. And then when I tasted it, my um, the what, what I saw and what I tasted, it, it, it was a sword fight. And I, I just thought it was a peculiar taste. But the more I stayed around it, the more I would see my mother-in-law in, in, in Jersey. Their breakfast, they don't serve eggs and bacon. They kept serving like, uh, 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 what do you call those rock potatoes? The, uh, the, the, the uh, ackee and dumplings. saltfish dumplings, dumplings and callaloo. And so I got a, I got, I got accustomed to it. So I respect the ackee. It's, to be the, a it's, normal. The, it's the national dish. Respect yeah, the ackee. I, I, I love the ackee. And so <laughs> now, so what I'm saying is, so, but your appetite is what you have a desire for. It's the thing that that that's uh, yeah. that that so pulls and entices you. So when I so go downstairs, what was when I go downstairs at one a.m., when I go downstairs at one a.m. and I'm going in the refrigerator, I, I'm going after something that I want. So it'll be something maybe if I, I have a sweet tooth, I'm like I, I, I got a taste for that. So I'm going after that thing. And so what happens is when it comes to these appetites, sometimes when I know I don't need these donuts that my son keep bringing or these pastries but when i'm by myself i get a chance when no one's around i go grab it the thing is my appetite is is for that sweet thing and so many times when you know you don't want it you keep opening the door back up you wow. keep opening the door that wow. refrigerator door back up just to grab it and we don't know how to be disciplined but it deals with the foundation yeah and it's like even when it comes to marriage when it comes to sex talk who when it comes introduced to all this, you and yeah. who gave you yeah. uh oh how did those doors open to ungodly appetites because yeah. we coming after that this morning i remember uh, yeah yeah we gonna talk about that too prophet how you know those desires how did the door open to ungodly appetite that you you after a while you bit on it so much it became desire became play it tastes mm -hmm. good and now you bought into the lie that it's good for you when it's really not good for you yeah you know? even though it's not good for you it feel good and it tastes good yeah and so Woo! the thing is it's like you gotta those are the things Still where you have to be honest apple. you have to be honest and so it's like even though it's not good for you it looked good you know what I'm saying? The yeah. fruit looked good. It's yeah. like it was already enticing. And so the thing is, it's like when you keep staring at it. But you know, God, God, there, 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 there are things that God has commanded us not absolutely. to do. Just like in the garden when the yeah. Lord said, do not eat of that fruit Don't from the tree. It. But they kept looking. Listen, you got to look at what's not said in the story. Mm. They kept looking at that. They kept looking at that fruit. You keep looking at him and the or serpent her. Keep knew, looking at the that The serpent porn. knew that they kept looking at the yeah. fruit. And so the serpent played on that, what they kept looking at. And the minute that the enemy gets a thought in your head you don't Jesus. just make the mistake you don't just sin you don't just wake up and stab somebody you have to let it marinate in your head you mm. got to think on it when you think on it once you lost the battle in your mind you've already lost the battle but it starts in the mind you don't just wake up you don't just wake up and sleep with another woman you don't just wake up and sleep with another man you have to think on that the enemy plants the thought you know what i mean but sometimes we're overcome and we're enticed by our own lust and so yeah. it's like we're enticed by our own lust so the thing some there's some things that that we are tempted by and when that thing approaches is it's a test for you yeah. to overcome it yeah and so god doesn't put more on you than you can bear and i used to say that scripture i used to get mad at that scripture and say that scripture makes no sense that scripture i, I, really? I used to say yeah i would say yeah. this scripture makes no sense i can't bear what i'm going through now but god makes a way of an escape, escape. he yeah, does the part that we and he tell us to feel flee the very appearance of temptation a lot of times look even jesus was tempted by the enemy and so we can't avoid that. He's the prince of the air. He's here. He's going to tempt us and he's going to try to, uh, you know, bring deception. He knows what you like. He knows the different things based on your history, based on what he done seen you have done. And so he knows how to set that bait and that trap for you. Uh, but the Bible says, God said he always give us a way of escape. And I don't know why even now, uh, prophet, as we keep going in this, I just want to talk to some, uh, some people out there that, you know, that the 
enemy is setting you up to 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 fall for the trick to fall for the bait and and the i mean god has given you um you have the you have good counselors out there you know the word of god you have the tools so at this point it's your choice because even jesus christ had to choose when the enemy tempted him he had to make a choice and he went back to the word of god and so every time the enemy came at him he's saying you know the word he kept giving them the word you know thou shall not he kept saying the word of god so what are you saying when the enemy comes to tempt you you have a way of escape yeah. you have an example before you you have jesus christ who set the greatest example then you have people of god around you and someone even sent a, a question which is so true prophet they were like what if you get an ungodly counsel from your leaders from your pastors and how do you identify ungodly counsel because the truth be told wow. is a lot of people that are counseling you can be giving you a godly counsel even though they they may be leaders you or people in the body of christ by a leader oh my god I've and, been, and this is in the, and this is in the top listen this is and let me say this we ain't we're gonna people watch gonna what we say shot. we're gonna yeah, watch we what we say no but this is a, yeah we're this is gonna tell you all the thing. truth but my wife was given some ungodly counsel by a so-called woman of god i i got one from a a so-called woman and man of God. Mm. As a matter of fact, when I was dating you, yeah, I presented uh, that to a prophet of God. Now, here, now tell me y'all that y'all know that uh, this is an ungodly counsel, and that's why we, as believer, again, we got to know the word of God for ourselves, so we know when we're hearing truth from a lie. Because what happened a lot of time is we look up to our leaders to tell us the truth, and that is true, and you should, but you should also know the word of God to know that this is the truth that they're telling and it's not the enemy using them in that moment or they're not battling with their own, own lust or their own issue so here y'all listen to this y'all and this is what we're going to keep it real we're going to keep it real with relationship we're going to help people with relationship and, and talk about it so this is an ungodly counsel so i before i married prophet i'm dating prophet right and so i'm with a prophet of god a man of god and we're at this uh, dinner table with a couple, a few other people, breakfast. And so, you know, I want to kind of hear the word of the Lord and I'm dating him. And, I, you know, and I kind of just said to this prophet, you know, I say, you know, as he was like, you know, you got anything or uh, I guess because I was in the company just seeing, you know, if I wanted or need or if he could have done anything for me. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm dating this really uh, great guy and I really like him and I really feel like he's going to be my husband, you know, and, you know. And I, so I began to share with him about uh, Prophet at the time, which was not yet my husband. I was just talking to him about dating him and, you know, uh, you know, the prospect of him being my husband and all this good stuff. So here come the counsel where you got to know the word of God, because in the back of my head, I was like. Rrr. And so he looked at me and he said and he, looked, he, he hit the table and he said, I'm going to tell you like I, you know, I tell all my daughters, you know, before y'all get married. You need to try it because if you get married and you don't like it, you're going to be unhappy. So I'm going to tell you like mm. I tell all my daughters, you should try it. And I was just like. That was the so-called man of God. This, mm. was a, this was a prophet that's, you know, could mm. prophesy your social security yes, number and everything. And I was just like, wow. Mm. Like, mm. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Uh, but I knew that was incorrect based on the word of God uh, because then I'd be fornicating. And mm. so that's in the word of God. So I did not accept or receive that ungodly counsel. I didn't buck up at him, but I knew the word. And so I knew immediately that was an ungodly counsel. I don't care who it's coming from. That's not the word. That's not from God. Mm. 
Yeah. And then you, did you want me to share the you other share one? The other one. one. Nah, it's it, too it, much. It, they it, can't handle it. Y'all nah, can they, handle they these. Can't handle it, but y'all handle it, these crazy counseling out there. Anyway. Can y'all handle it? Huh? All right, here go the other crazy one, man. That this is really, this is serious, y'all. This goes on, you know, and that's why you gotta know the word of God, because not only sometimes you get ungodly counsel from your outside sources or those that are not in the kingdom, we gotta understand that the enemy is deceitful and he's tricky, and so that a lot of people, again, in the body of Christ, struggle with their own issues and with lusts and all these things. So therefore. You can't give me counsel on something you're battling, but mm. in their mind, they, they think it's right, but it's not lining up with the word of God, right? So the other ungodly counsel, I got y'all, hallelujah, this one on fire. You want to hear the other ungodly counsel? So I am at, um, I'm, I'm single again. I don't even know if I was dating you yet, but I'm serving this mighty, this, this, this woman of God, I would say. I was serving, mm. well, this, this individual. And so... You know me, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm, I'm single, I'm keeping my hand busy in the ministry, I'm not trying to be distracted, I'm trying to keep my mind on Christ, and so I remember one day I'm at the table with this woman, and she, she looks at me and she said, you know what, you know what, Fiona, you know what your problem is? And so I looked at her, she said, you need to get some, mm. and I said, hmm? she said, yeah, that's your problem, you too tense, you need to get some, mm. And so in the breath of her saying that, she pushed over to me a magazine that was wide open, what wide kind of, open. What, so you said a magazine. What kind of magazine are you talking about? I don't, honestly, I don't even know what kind. I'm going to tell you what I saw. I don't know what else could have been in the magazine because mm -hmm. it looked like a magazine full. I don't know what because I never even looked at the cover because, you know, me, I'm a little bit kind of. That kind of person, like, don't rub me the wrong way. I just ignore you or put, like, that's not me. Um, but she slid a magazine over to me. When I looked down at the magazine, I don't even, like, see, I, I want to make sure when we have these conversations, because, see, we're going to tell the truth. We're going to keep it real, but I also want to keep it clean. I want to make Absolutely. sure God get all the glory, because sometimes we could get in these conversations and we get all stirred up in yeah. the wrong direction, yeah. and that yeah. is It's not never, for carnal sake. It's not, not for yeah. carnal. You know, this is for us so we can learn yeah. and grow, but for not to agitate yeah. anything but, on you. But tell the people the but truth. But tell the people the yeah. truth. <laughs> tell, them, tell them what the, it was what. Come on, I want to hear you say the truth. So, so the truth of the matter is, and so so she she tells me um you know fiona you know you you a little tense you need to release yourself all this crazy stuff so i'm really not paying attention because sometimes i you know i can at times back in the days be a little naive because i'm just not into a lot of crazy stuff as people think i am because people just think that because you cool or you look a certain way that you just down with every and anything and that's just another false perception so anyway so she pushed this magazine next to me and said you so tense girl when i looked down i saw one of them fake things i even hate calling the name what do you so, call them things? okay so I'm, we, and i'm not I'm saying that because yeah. i don't want to even be because the so truth is a lot saying, of people um deal with that stuff or 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 you know absolutely. And it's it was a brochure for a toy store for an adult so it was a brochure with dildos yeah there we go that's the word I yeah. want you to finish up the story. And, and what I'm saying is this was a woman, a so-called woman, was, of, God. A woman this, of God. The first one was a, a prophet of God, so-called prophet of God. This one was a prophetess. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane, y'all. That's ungodly counsel. And, Ain't no way in the word of God that, 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 that that's not God. 
that's not God. And what I've realized is about this topic of relationship. And I want y'all to hear our hearts. I want y'all to know, number one, we love y'all. We're not here to beat up nobody. We want people to be real and honest because the only way you can get free and set free and deliver is to tell the truth of the matter. It's to tell what you're battling with. It's to speak about what you're challenged with. It's to speak about some of the things that it ain't no shame or no embarrassment in anything. The goal is for us to get a new solid foundation. The goal is for us to be set free and delivered. The goal for us is to get back in alignment with the word of God and have a healthy, beautiful, authentic relationship uh, with our spouse when we get married or even in the dating process before we get married. So that's the goal here. And so we don't want to make it seem like it's a taboo thing or, you know, you can't talk about this. No, talk about this. If you are struggling, if you're struggling with masturbation, if someone is telling you it's okay to get a dildo, if somebody's uh, uh, telling you um, it's okay to have menage a trois if somebody's telling you it's okay to have uh threesome if people are telling you it's okay to have swinger parties and all this stuff the devil is a liar we here to just just tear that thing yeah, down and truth. i'm telling you we we not know uh too holy and endowed people guess what our we we enjoy our marriage and our relationship uh we've been through some stuff prophet will tell absolutely. you in depth on uh, his yeah, stuff I, with pornography we're going to be real with you and keep it real absolutely and the thing is is that everything that we're saying it is to to help it is to help free somebody's help to, to deliver somebody let me tell you something I can freely and openly and be transparent and talk about it all because you know why? Because I'm free, I'm whole, I'm delivered. I'm not struggling in what I used to struggle in. So when you're talking all this stuff, uh, uh, the woman, the so-called woman of God who uh, slid the brochure for uh, adult toys to my wife, who was not my wife at the time. We were just in the friendship phase. But the dangers are there are leaders and men and so-called men and women of God, pastors who give ungodly counsel that's a dangerous thing and so i want to say this i, I want to say something that's an age-old cliche that we've always heard you know I, I always heard people say listen listen you can look but don't touch look but don't touch look but don't touch but let me say this there's a danger to that because i'm gonna say this especially for us men we've heard this all our lives you can look just don't lust you can look but don't touch this is what the world says in the church we say look but don't lust but there's a danger even in your looking because there's a scripture is like matthew chapter 5 and it says uh that whosoever look upon a woman to lust after her he's already committed adultery in his heart with her already and so let me say this when i say when you say whenever you're looking you're bringing focus and you're bringing a per different perspective anytime you look now if someone just walks by me my peripherals will see them without me even going to look at them if i'm just looking to the, my left side i might see a woman who's a, a attractive lady i might look to the right i might see somebody's outfit i might see the guy's shoes that he got on you, your focus is going to see that your peripherals you're, you're going to see that just walking around but there's a difference when you begin to look at somebody I want to go ahead. I want to challenge that phrase, look, but don't touch. Let me say this. Mm. When you look, mm. anytime, if a woman walks by me, wow. if I take a moment to turn my neck to look back at her, I'm bringing my attention. I'm bringing my mind. I'm bringing everything in focus and bringing it into perspective to look. So listen, anytime a sniper's get, getting ready to shoot somebody, he has to bring his scope into focus. And when he sees the target, he's zooming in on the target wow, just for a direct that's good profit. When you're looking at somebody, see, when somebody just walks by, if my wife or my daughter, somebody, my son just walks by, I see them fly by. I, I take a quick glance, I see them walk by. On my peripherals, I can see somebody walk by. But the minute if some woman walks by me, and she can walk by me face to face, and I see her, uh, um, and she might speak, I speak back. But the minute she walks 
walks by. She got on a tight skirt, and I can see that when she's coming. If I turn my neck to look backwards to glance down at, at her butt cheeks. Zoom in. Listen, I am taking my perspective, and I am purposely trying to focus on that. Once you are focusing and you're looking directly at that, your perspective is you're looking at that thing that you desire. And so you got to be careful. Remember, every act. Before a man or woman masturbates, in it heart. starts in the mind. Yeah. You don't just wake up and stab somebody. You don't just wake up and curse at your spouse. You don't just wake up and just masturbate. The thought has to come. And once you dwell on the thought, if you take a glance back at that man, if you're taking a glance uh, or you turn into that channel and looking at that naked man, for the ladies, if you turn into that channel looking at the naked yeah. woman, if you turn into that channel looking at the orgies, it's going to stir up an arousal. And I'm going to talk about uh, on another day what the origin of pornography is. And I'm going to break it down wow, for everybody wow, pornography. Got, yeah. I'm going to break it down and what... Uh, what that porn really stood for porn and porno what it was it was a man and a woman prostitute and graphene was writings about about prostitutes that's what it started porn itself is not the act porn is the stimulation so sometimes you need there it's, it's you can get it where it's so dangerous where you can begin to watch so much porn and that's the only way you can get aroused to sleep with your spouse and so when if that's you, then that's an issue and that's something that you need freedom from. I'm telling you from an angle because you're talking about somebody who was who was struggling really bad in that area. I struggled in masturbation and pornography for many years. And so I was moved and, and I always say this. Most men are visual. Men are visual and audio. That's why it's things that we see. We can see a skirt. We can see a tight skirt. That thing will move a man. And so that's why sometimes your man like, might like to see you a certain way. But the thing is also with audio. That means when a woman telling you some nice things in your ear, it feels oh so good. And where women are more responders. But let me say this. If you're struggling in that, there is freedom. But the, the problem is, is that we cannot as a whole. There's some churches where you can talk about this. But as a whole, we don't talk about these things in church. The minute you say the word masturbation, you say pornography, you say sex, you say menage a trois, you say any of that stuff. <laughs> mm. It's like, listen, we can't talk about that in church. But it's happening. Though. But it's happening. It's happening. I, I heard uh, 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 someone told me that a lot of the people in their church is uh, actually um, go swinging. I, I never, mm. I didn't even know that. Uh, someone mm. mentioned that to me that a lot of people in their church go swinging so a lot of these things are happening y'all even in the kingdom and these conversation is not being had and we gotta you know the bible says you say i'm coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle and there's a lot of stuff that is going on in the church and the church has to heal we cannot uh tiptoe around this subject because we see a lot of men and women of god that is uh in the media or coming down or um you know these scandals or uh pastors or, or bishop or teachers or uh people that's in a leadership authority um sleeping with the with the sheep sleeping yeah. sleeping with their flock and, yeah. and causing confusion and just all this stuff and we gotta go to roots of the problem we gotta deal with the spirit behind yeah. it you're dealing with the lust spirit our prophet's gonna talk about the demon of pornography and how god revealed what that i mean that demon is like and if we understood i mean the spiritual warfare and in, in, in a lot of times the demons that we're actually sleeping with we can't see them they look human but you're sleeping with a demon but you spoke you know? on something when you said that about uh there are pastors men and women alike yeah man who and are woman. sleeping with their with congregants yeah and let me say this and when you stand in the role of a pastor over a flock you're the shepherd you are a father and you are a mother if that is you and that's what you're doing you are spiritually that's spiritual incest and spiritual molestation station to your children if that's you that's something that you need to go to god on and get forgiveness for but you need to get deliverance from that because when you open up the doorway to that 
it's 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 a hard thing to break out. But the dangerous thing is this: many pastors who found themselves in in extramarital affairs or sleeping with the men or the women in the church, some of them want to be free. But you know what? They don't have anybody they can go to and yeah. talk to about it because you know why? For the shame, because they always have to yeah. be, the stand, be the one that's standing. And sometimes pride too. That's a big one. That's a big one. A big one. And even why even. Even if for some of the few that are delivered don't want to talk about it because we still want to put up the front. Yeah. I mean, you, you, if any pastors, leader, anybody out there and God has delivered you from this thing, you got to talk to your people. You got to be real. People are looking for real conversation. Absolutely. They need to know that you've gone through something and, and expose the enemy and how you got caught up in it. How you you got caught up because a lot of time when we we're in a position of authority, even you, babe, we think about this, even as musicians, uh, people that are gifted, sometimes people are just attracted to you and and, and females and Absolutely. guys alive will flaunt and throw themselves at you and they'll stroke your ego and we'll say oh they doing stuff for me my wife ain't doing but then you gotta go back to the foundation like what's wrong in the first place you mm. know what i'm saying why yeah. why that you know as soon as they say something and me and my husband have this thing where we share everything with each other Absolutely. so i identify somebody in his life or vice versa and we'll be like you really you think so and i'm thinking that they're seeing something we're not seeing yeah, ourselves but we could be oblivious mm -hmm. to it you know and they know and they they could stroke your ego oh my god you're so great you're so wonderful i love how you play the keyboard i love how you sing i love how you prophesy they didn't start preaching and then that feels good you and that's sound, you sound like you anyone. mean that over there hey i because you know that done happened before <laughs> i used to watch him he used to stroke my hubby he go prophet prophet he just prophesied so he's so accurate but I know the spirit behind it. Absolutely. But the good thing as a mature Christian in the body of Christ, even as a woman of God, my job is to never because I'm not walking in insecurity because God have us in a beautiful place in our relationship where I trust you wholeheartedly. And so even for that woman that's struggling with that thing, I pray for them. And of course, I identify them. Me and my husband know what it is. But I truly pray for them because I see that it's a spirit that's that's ruling them. There's a spirit that's contending with them. They're battling with lust. They're battling with perversion. And so when you're mature enough in Christ and when you are in deliverance and healing ministry, and you can identify that spirit. My job is to not beat that woman up or come down on her, but it's to pray for her and hope she get the deliverance that she needs. But also guard our relationship and guard my husband's heart and we guard each other. But my job is not for her to be destroyed. I want her to be set free and delivered. I want her to get the husband that she deserves. And I want her to experience a beautiful thing in her relationship. Amen. 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 So, listen, we have a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to still dive into that. We're going to still wanna dive into it. I mean, people are asking the text if we're going to put this, they can hear it later. Again, replay it because it's going so well. So, we it's definitely going to be on podcast later. But uh, connect some people. Those that are there, you know, a lot of people that's battling with their relationships. Send them the link. Get them to join and tune in. Send us some questions. Uh, guess what? God is here to heal our relationship. Amen. Amen. Listen, we're going to keep going into these questions because there are quite a bit of questions that I want us to get to. And so, listen, I trust and pray that you guys are already being blessed and that the day is a good day in your world because it's a good day in our world. It's a good day in the Lord. It's a day to rejoice. I've been saying this since this morning. It's a good day. If it's been dark and gloomy for you. Know this, that God is thinking of you truly. So today is a good day. Today is a brand new day. Today is a brighter day. So listen, it is 9.15 at the top of the morning. And listen, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to be right back. So be blessed. This is Brighter Day in the Morning. Who makes the stage and writes the songs? And I know I couldn't do this on my own. And it's my 
No, they come from the Father's heart, not the sky, not chains, but truth is I'm not lucky, I'm love. We're back, we're back, we're back. What a welcome. We're back. Did you hear that note? Did y'all did did hear, hear that note there, I'm my wife? I'm not lucky, I'm love. Mm. Y'all tell the truth, don't y'all like my note? Don't be a liar. You know you don't gotta lie. And one thing we're not gonna do in a pro- Ooh. I'm do, trying to do it one more do it one more time. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 Terrible, y'all. That's how we can see how he doing me over here, y'all. Terrible. Woo. Break the cycles. Up. Break the cycles in my voice. Come on. I hope y'all blessed. I hope you're having a good time. Listen, it's 921 and we're back. And we've been discussing relationships today. And actually, we started on it on Monday. And we're going to hit relationship, this topic, all this week. It's something that we're going to do uh, uh, each month. We're going to do a topic on relationships. Because this is something that a lot of people are struggling with. It's a lot of things that the singles want to know how to be single and saved and satisfied even while they're burning. And the married folks still need to know how to be married and satisfied even being married. And so we've been having a lot of uh, a lot of dialogue concerning this, concerning the relationships. And so we're going to speak on it. I'm going to take this moment. This is the time of day where we do what's called the scripture of the day. Scripture of the day today comes from James 4, verse number 7. And it simply says... Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Submit yourself. Resist the devil. Resist the devil. And he will flee from and you. He will flee from you. Listen, to submit simply means to humbly comply, to willfully adhere to, to wholly surrender. And let me say this to make this make sense. There are three key words in that verse that stands out. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. First word, submit. Second word, resist. Third word, flee. That word, submit. There's a word called submission in mixed martial arts, and it's where one opponent is trying to get another opponent to give up, to submit, to give up. When he submits, if he does a, does a choke hold or a, 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 neg- a rear choke hold, if he does something that causes his opponent to give up, then guess what? The match is over, and it's, it's, it's over, and the opponent submitted. And so many times, we don't just willfully submit to the Lord. We don't just humbly comply or willfully adhere or wholly surrender. We many times have to wait for God to put us in a chokehold and call submission. And we need to simply just submit. When we resist, resist is a tension word. The Bible says resist the devil. Resist is a tension word. That means, you know, when you're working out, you know those tension bands? When you're working out and you're pulling them tension bands, there's a little bit of strain. There's a little bit of, it's not ease. There's something that's fighting when you pull. When you resist the enemy, it's not that it's just going to be easy. You have to resist. And it's a little bit of tension, but you resist. Final word is flee. When you resist the enemy, the enemy will flee. You submit, submit yourself to God. You resist the devil and he will flee. Yeah. My wife was mentioning earlier, Jesus, you can see that with when, what Jesus did when he was tested by the enemy. And the enemy spoke and said some things and Jesus used the word. He used the word. That's how you battle the enemy. You use the word. And so he resisted the words of the enemy. And then he said, get me behind me. And guess what? And then the enemy fled. So whenever you're going through, you're going through situations, you need to James 4, 7 it. So you need to submit yourself wholly to God. Resist the devil. And they flee from you. So James 4, 7, that is our scripture of the day. That's our scripture of the day, y'all. And and for that, I know we here to attend, but I want y'all to share with everybody because um, there's so much coming in. But guess what we're going to do for y'all on Friday? Because 
we gonna do porn on friday all the whole time we're gonna deal with pornography on friday Um, there's a lot of y'all out there that's struggling with it a lot of y'all you know dealing with the shame and the embarrassment of it a lot of y'all don't want to be bound in that thing and we hear y'all and we feel y'all we understand it and it's so good you know i always say people got a lot of people to go through things sometimes so so they could bring somebody out and I believe, you know, God is going to use Prophet Jared as the Moses to bring y'all out of this pornography beast of, of a demon that it is. And yes, he's going to keep it real I'm and gonna keep dig it into real. it and, and help all of us that, that think that it's okay for us to watch porn, whether we marry. We try to use yeah. the excuse that married yeah. bed is undefiled. He's going to dive into all that from every aspect, from masturbation to everything um, that you're battling it when it comes to pornography. So yeah. this Friday, y'all, I mean, let the world know, let everybody know, save unsaved yeah. everybody that's struggling with this demon called pornography we are here and we're going to make fridays all about pornography so that Absolutely. you can get healed set free and delivered amen and, and listen and we're going to tell the honest god truth about this situation because it's something that it's something that that many of the body is dealing with many of the body they're dealing with this issue and it's something that i want to see freedom for this is something that i'm hostile towards because i once was in that and when I say I struggled in it, I struggled in it. And yeah. so the good news, there's always a redemptive plan yeah, to everything. Man. So if that's you and if you're currently struggling in that right now, guess what? There is hope for you. There's hope, man. We there's gonna, hope and there's freedom for you. It's freedom. It's freedom. I'm telling you, we're going to get delivered from this thing. If God did it for profit, he, he's no respect of person. He's going to do the same thing for you. And so he'll he'll share in depth, you know, even how he came out and even the, the tug and war of the enemy releasing them out of that thing. And that's why we got to be careful of the doors we open. And sometimes a lot of us, we didn't open them directly. It could have been indirectly. A lot of us people, pornography, um, you know, was introduced to us. Somebody left a magazine somewhere. We saw something on somebody ipad whatever internet so you know some things we didn't blatantly go looking for it it presented itself to us it was introduced to us so all that stuff we're going to remove the guilt the shame the embarrassment behind it the struggle that we're having even within our own um in our own self because some of some people deal with insecurities and all that stuff so we focus on uh we we use pornography to, to hide behind our own insecurity with our own body our own self our our ways of thinking that we may not perform well all the crazy stuff there are so many dynamics when it comes to this thing Absolutely. right here but we're going to try our best to dive into it and to give you the word of god and to help you come out of this because we believe in healing and deliverance yeah. and being set free uh, but prophet you want to um we got so many questions coming in um but we're going to make this one the question of the day prophet or you okay so the all? question of the day is during this it's another quarantine question it seems like we well, keep getting these questions we or, During this time of the quarantine, it seems that there is a lack of knowing what to do while being stuck in the house. Life as I know it is complete boredom. The only real pastime seems to be eating, sleeping, scrolling through social media and movies. And I'm sleeping my life away. How can I discipline myself in these areas? I feel every new day is a day that I'm sinking in the hole. And so I would say during this time, many of us are we're constantly just uh, I think the. 
this question is truth. I think we're spending a lot of the time, a lot of Netflix, a lot of social media, a lot of eating. I think this is the time where you kind of got to have a, a, a partners, a partnership, kind of yeah. like pairing up yeah. to work out, to do different things, uh, to do something, just to play games. Last night in our household, we were playing games. Yeah, we, we were, were at playing, the dining room yeah, table. Oh no, and all different kind of games. But yeah, we were we were making time to do some family stuff. And a lot of us, even single moms and different parents out there, I mean, find a way to engage with your kids. Don't try to avoid them. Try to sneak out, get out, do your fun thing. But, you know, let's engage them. Let's have some game. Let's have some fun, quality family time. Get to know each other again. Get to really uh, get into their world. Even talk about these subjects, even with our children, because you'll be surprised at some of the stuff they're battling, some of the stuff they're still dealing with even in school. You'll be surprised some of the sneak attack of the enemy, even concerning our children, even at an early age, that the door of pornography might be wide open to them. So these are conversations that you should have, um, you know, with your kids and with your loved one and, and, and take this time seriously to really get into their world and, and, and be real with them and be honest and tell them the pitfalls of these things and don't sugarcoat it don't go around it but use the wisdom and the scripture of god of course um to give them good godly counsel not on you know what you feel and your emotion or what yeah. you've gone through and, and and definitely let them know they can overcome by the blood of the lamb and the bible said we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony um but this person has been asking us this question for this whole week so i don't want to negate and not uh, uh respond to this one question so uh this is the question prophet um the question is, I'm sorry, I'm hitting the wrong button, just trying to make sure. Uh, being intimate, this person is married, so the topic of being intimate without being physical. My wife and I are have, haven't been physical in months, in months. Mm, wow. And I believe wow. this might have been since the beginning of the year. My wife and I haven't been physical in months, so I'm trying to connect with her without being physical. She doesn't want sex or to make out. Wow. That's, that's deep. So my wife said so this normally you, you you think it's on the opposite end where the the spouse is the husband. But this I mean the wife. But this time the husband is saying his wife uh, doesn't want to be intimate with him. Uh, she haven't in months been intimate with him and that he's trying to physically he's trying to trying to figure figure out how to connect with her. Uh, without being physical if she does not want to have sex with him uh prophet what's your thoughts on that if you're if i decide uh, that i don't want to have sex with you in months and not just month one month months and the issue is not that she's sick or she's you know having some challenges or you're on your monthly thing uh, but she doesn't want to be intimate with you she doesn't want to have uh, sex with you so i guess now you're trying to figure out maybe i how do i um, how do you be in physical without having sex? Is that possible? And is that normal? And is that Christ-like? And I mean, how do you dive in? Because number one, we don't know the dynamics and full That's extent absolutely. of this individual relationship. You know, has it always been like this? Because if you really love somebody, prophet, I think that you don't, um, out of the blue, three months gone by, you don't want to have sex with them and you have a license, your 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 given your god-given right is to enjoy sex because you are married and now you don't want to be intimate with that person so there's a lot of dynamics because we've seen where either somebody don't want to be intimate with somebody because there's been a past hurt or there's been a past cheat Absolutely. so they're struggling with yeah. that so we don't know the exact case of why the person right. isn't so you really got to look at the foundation but the truth of the matter that should not be normal in any marriage 
It's right. not normal. I, I would say this as always to the question, it depends. Now, the one thing that you can diagnose uh, for certainty, 100%, there's a problem. That's for sure. There is a problem, and, and, and no one can say that's not a problem. That is a problem. And so you would have to look at it from an angle of what's the problem? Did something take place in the marriage? And so if it was me and this was a, a situation play, played out in our lives, and this was you, and uh, I would say that uh, uh, first thing that any normal person would think, you know, is is there someone else? Is there someone else or what's wrong with me? Or am I not appealing to you? Am I yeah. not pleasing to Even you for me, I would, yeah. I would be trying to figure out that question. That, that's so, normal human yeah, emotion. That's normal human emotion. Mm -hmm. So you as the individual, both parties, you got to, the person that's even asking that question, you got to look at yourself, number one, because no, we normally like try to blame the other person. But first, I will always say, look internally first, like to see um, what could have been, what could have caused that person to be responding this way have i cheated recently on them have i i've been mentally verbally abusive to them uh try to find out the root problem what 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 could i what is my participation in this what could i have done that is causing my wife or my husband to not want to engage with me especially if you had um you know great intimate relationship before and then all of a sudden something have shifted so you first look within yourself before you start looking without outside of yourself to say um, is there something I have done? Is there something that I'm not doing to cause this disconnect in my spouse? And if you can honestly, without being defensive, without being prideful, without trying to justify, if you can honestly look at yourself and say, man, I cannot identify a thing that I'm doing. And then you can look at that person because then now, you know, a lot of married people, this, the, the first thing you're going to think about, are you cheating on me? Is there somebody else in the picture? But it still go back again. How do you solve the problem or find out what the problem is when you don't communicate? Because then we need to sit down and have a conversation and then what if that person's not trying to have a conversation that's when you try to get godly counsel yeah i think a lot of times uh and it does go this you need counsel you need godly counsel and let me say this many times if this is a situation and you're dealing with this even now let me say this first of all and i mentioned this earlier there is a problem and no spouse should say i don't have a problem i just don't want to have sex that's a problem because let's say this this is when you have to do your own investigation prayer and investigation yeah. and when i say that i'm not talking about snooping through anything emails i'm not talking from that angle my angle is this if it was somebody in the beginning of your marriage you enjoyed sex you used to have a uh, have sex and it was healthy and then all of a sudden it just stopped yeah or it just suddenly stopped for weeks at a time and months at a time there's a reason for that typically and let me say this and this is not for every case but you have to diagnose each individual because it depends but i'll say this sometimes i'll say this if a man just desires to not have sex with his wife where he was once doing it oftentimes and hear me well do not take this out of context oftentimes when that man just stops having sex with that wife many times that man has picked up pornography again and so wow. let me say this tell the and, truth and let me prophet. tell you the dangers and the strength or of they're pornography. Yeah, masturbation but yeah. pornography and masturbation goes hand in hand you yeah. can't talk about That's nobody true. just masturbates just to masturbate you need something to stimulate you to get you to that place wow. and so the thing is the strength of, of pornography is that the more and more you're enticing you're seeing the the video 
your girls, the women that you so desire or the men that you so desire. It could be a lady watching porn and it could be the kind of man that you've always wanted and that you feel like your man is not. Your man could have gained weight. Your wife could have gained some weight. And now you may feel like you've lost attraction. But your your love for your spouse goes much further than attraction and physical appearance. But I'll say this. Many times when people just stop having sex in a relationship many times something else has penetrated and got between the boundaries yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, of the four walls or broken through the four walls of that sacred marriage or that That's sacred good, covenant prophet. and when something gets in the in the inside it's now called mixture if i have a clean glass of water the minute i add just a uh three drops of grape juice my water color changes wow and so what good. happens is, is good, what prophet. happens is we're allowing people to get into the purity of water what's called marriage which should be pure and a covenant before god when you allow anything that's not that water on the inside it begins to change the structure and the color of the water and so now it's not as pure as it once was and what happens over a course of time you can get so consumed in pornography you can get so consumed in that 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 would take mentally you'll be focused on 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 what you've been seeing the images that you've been seeing the dangers of even pornography and i'm I'm gonna talk on this on friday you can't even sleep well because you when you lay down and you close your eyes you see the images of the acts that you once watched and so this is does not apply for each married couple but what i'm saying if you just all of a sudden see your spouse stop having sex with you obviously the question that you should first ask do you still have sexual urges because let me say another thing if your spouse still has very strong sexual urges but won't sleep with you then are they getting a release another way either through masturbation or through another partner or, or looking at porn to get a release and so you got to ask yourself the question or it's a number of things is the dynamics is so many dynamics but you have to begin to ask questions and so i would say you got to be able to communicate when it comes to sex talk with your spouse you have to be able to communicate you got to be able to communicate. You don't know what he's thinking, what she's thinking. You got to communicate. Well, why? Why is this the case? And when you do it, let me say this. You got to do it from an angle of love, not accusation. Yeah. You have to be able to talk. You know, can I ask you a question? I noticed that you typically, uh, you know, you don't like this or you typically don't do this or you typically uh, you kind of stay away from this. Is there a reason or and, and if not, when you don't communicate, what's going to happen is. 100% the partner is going to think that it's them. Yeah, They're the problem. that's good problem. If it was me, if it was my wife, if my wife don't talk anything to me, all I'm going to say is that this is me. It's something with me or it's something with me or she must have somebody else. But if your spouse, it's a, if there is a such thing, you can you can be, uh, you can have intimacy in your marriage without it being sexual. You can have moments, there's moments where, you know, it's like, if, we're, if it's not a sexual moment, you know, we're just watching a movie and we're cuddling or we're just a, it's a moment of intimacy. A moment of intimacy is just your your alone, your spent time, your quality time with your spouse. That's intimate. That's intimacy. And so that's possible without it being physical. However, it should be somewhere in along the lines. It shouldn't. Nobody should be married and you're going eight months without sex. Yeah. Or you're going no six years without sex. That that that's abuse. Yeah. And so we talk about physical abuse and verbal abuse, but that's 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 in a in a confines of marriage when my body belongs to my wife and her wife and her body belongs to me in the confines of marriage and covenant that is sexual abuse yeah as it as it, it wow. pertains to covenant wow. and god that's considered sexual abuse wow because yeah oh, oh you ain't getting nothing whatever you ain't do this you ain't take out the trash today i ain't giving you nothing wow it's like, and we don't look at it like this but at, not not from the world's mindset or perspective from god's mindset if my body belongs to my wife and my wife's body belongs to me that means every time she does 
doesn't want to sleep with me or I don't want to sleep with her and every time it's an excuse just because she doesn't want to be with me that's sexual abuse to your partner now it don't make it right for them to go out and cheat but let me tell you something woman or man of God you're not making it easy for your spouse yeah and that goes back to show profit again we go back to the foundation uh, again when we get into marriage why did you get married what was the foundation of your marriage did you get right godly counsel because a lot of these stuff when you see happening that's telling me you weren't counseled properly you're taking in the world mindset there's something off in that relationship and you need right godly counsel but it takes two people so if you one person is trying to work it and the other isn't it's sometimes a difficult thing but the two got to be in agreement and want to save and work on their marriage but uh you know for that person that's out there i would suggest you know reach out text us reach out talk to profit to profit since this is a man that is uh putting out this question out there um you know shoot us a text an inbox uh you can have that one-on-one -on -one conversation with profit uh but the truth of the matter is going back to the foundation how did y'all hook up was it uh you know a lot of these people not even just young people but people in general are getting married for the wrong reason and then they're not getting the right counseling because if you're getting right counseling then you can't sit there and be denying each other of what is due each other and then you can't yeah. be stepping outside your marriage doing all this stuff and then expect your spouse because um, one of the things a lot of people are challenged with if you're out there cheating and doing all this stuff not a person that's knowing that so much disease in this world i'm you know i'm like i'm shutting down you ain't touching me because I'm, you you obviously don't value your life and then you're going to bring wow. home wow. disease to me so a lot of people can shut down because of stuff like that so it could be so many different dynamic where somebody don't want to engage with their spouse it could be insecurity it could uh especially for guys you know what the thing we can hit with with guys guys that um either could be um especially the older man if they're struggling with um, issue with their prostate or, or sexual things or getting, um, you know, whatever it is sometimes because um, we've heard those things, too, before um, with a man because there's a lot of pride behind it. They want to have that conversation with their spouse and they, it's a little shame and a little embarrassment and they won't work through it. So now we turn to pornography and we kind of because we're dealing with our own frustration and we turn our back on our spouse and we kind of push them off to the mm. side. And it, it's That's so good. much dynamic with this whole thing when some somebody shuts down there's a reason behind it and we got to confront the real issue the root of it the fear behind it uh was causing them to not engage in something that god has they're they're married and they have legal rights in the sight of god and in the sight of man Absolutely. to do this stuff not the person that's just shacking up and we're yeah. going to talk about that being shacked up for years upon years and and still ain't get an i do or ring put on your finger you got to understand mm. we got to tell the truth of god because at the end of the day if you're living that life and and god forbid something happened to you you know the bible tell you that you know that you know the fornicators the adulterer you know you won't make it into heaven so maybe you don't even know that's in the scripture but that's in the word of god but you know if you're living together with somebody um and you know you love this person get the right counsel y'all need and get married and do it god's way and do it yeah, the right way absolutely. and stop shacking up absolutely I, I you know what I, else i think is good to make mention of is that you don't have a right we don't have a right to cheat we don't have a right and when i say that you know growing up as a man i always heard this i always heard you know if your wife don't give you none then hey you got to get it from somewhere you got to get it from somewhere wow. and let me say this and when you get married remember the covenant is not just to your wife it's to god 
So it's, it's, it, your covenant is with your wife to God at the center. And so let me say this. Many times we've received false advice and bad counsel saying that, listen, wow. if she ain't giving it to you, look, go out and get it. You got to get it somewhere. She got to take care of my needs. But you know what happens is that we try to find the right to cheat or a right Ooh. to do wrong just because your spouse let me tell you yeah my, I, I, wow. my, my i'm still married to the lord so if for some reason that that you couldn't then i don't have a right to cheat wow and so, that's my, good. so then if that's the case if you're gonna leave me let's just say and, and so I do you have, have a right sex. to masturbate because i hear no that's a whole that. we got we, we're gonna touch that we're gonna touch that that friday we're gonna touch that friday because that's a lot i don't know if we're gonna have enough time to yeah. get into that but but i want to finish with this by saying we don't have a right to cheat. I heard this growing up all the time in high school and wherever you would go, you would hear that. Listen, if she ain't taking care of business, then somebody got to take care, take care of your needs. And we don't have a right to cheat because we're supposed to be faithful to the Lord. If we're really faithful to the Lord, and so then we wouldn't be doing any of that. Now, let me say this. God forbid, what if my wife lost the use of her? Her, her legs or lost the use of her arms am i going to still love her is she going to still love me hey, I, let me tell you something if if our marriage is only built on sex then let me say this if something was to happen to me that would incapacitate me then i would fear that my wife would leave me if i couldn't walk any longer and our marriage was only built on on sex and i couldn't perform the way she was used to me performing and guess what then she would leave me and that would be a horrible thing yeah I, but our marriage is based Base is rooted in God, and marriages have to be rooted in, in in the Lord. Yeah, that's good, Prophet. And 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 I just want to tell our listeners out there um, that's online and listening and sending us a message. We're going to get to everyone's message. We may not hit it today. I see the messages, uh, questions are still coming in, and we want to make sure we address all the questions. So please be patient with us. We hear you, we understand you. But I want to give you this one scripture for all the married people out there. First Corinthians seven four. If you haven't turned to it, we're going to jump on it real quick. Uh, I think this is the NIV version that I'm reading, but first Corinthians seven, let's get delivered. Some of these married couple out there, the, the Bible says the Bible, the Bible that we live by, it says the wife does not have authority over her own body, but yields it to her husband in the same way. The husband does not have authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. And so here we go again, where we like, I ain't giving you none. I ain't yielding to you. I'm, I'm not going to submit. But according to this scripture, you submitting one to another. Amen. So in a sense, the two become one. Yeah. So your body belongs to me and my body belongs to you. So I shouldn't be denying you the Absolutely. pleasures of having intercourse or to be intimate with each other unless I'm doing something outside of the will of God. Yeah. Now, if you're trying yeah. to do some homosexual act, that's not in the will of God. No, it's not. That's definitely not. But outside of some of those criteria, you being abusive or doing some crazy stuff, I'm supposed to, my body, you're supposed to have authority and vice versa. So we're supposed to yield the members of our body to each other. It's supposed to be a beautiful thing. It's not supposed to be this division when it comes to intimacy. It's supposed to be a beautiful thing. And some of this, we're going to hit on uh, the wives or the husband that, um, you know, we, we, we don't want to, well, you know, we don't have this conversation again in counseling is somebody or somebody that's feel like they only get intimate for a lot of people some people just for to have a to conceive a child um, but they don't really enjoy sex or you have that man or woman that only get it once in a blue moon and they're suffering and they trying to live right do it the right way yeah. and you don't know you don't want to push your spouse and keep the door open for some ungodly thing or open the door up again Absolutely. for pornography Absolutely. because you're not yielding your body over to your husband yeah. or to your wife and Absolutely. you you just doing what 
what you do and they're they're asking you they're telling you and we have communication babe so if your spouse is coming to you and say babe i have an urge I, you know can yeah. we can we come together can we have a our intimate time mm-hmm. together and you keep denying denying mm-hmm. how yeah. do you expect that man or woman to feel now they're suppressing um you know what they're supposed to be able to enjoy and to yeah. release and then but we you know we gonna even that profit yeah, yeah it's a lot to say i mean I have to go back in the day on that. So let me say this. I was mentioning earlier that when the way I grew up, we grew up knowing that marriage was godly and, uh, and it was a it was a wonderful, it was a beautiful thing. And we all wanted to be married. But let me say this. But we were never we never were allowed to just talk about things like sex or sex in marriage because it was like sex is a taboo word. And in, in, in the way I grew up, sex was a taboo word. And so I'll say this uh, to get married. And then to to be a Christian, let me say this first, to be a Christian and a Christian who's been holding himself and keeping himself to get married, to not have sex. It's like, God, what was all of this for? And so let me go back to saying I grew up and we couldn't talk about sex. We never could talk about sex. Yeah. And it was like, like I said, it was a taboo word. It was it was a thing that the old mothers in the church. Yeah. Everything was good for marriage. But you said this thing about, uh, you know, having sex for the sake of uh procreation and so the back in the day it seemed as if the old mothers of the church when it came to being married and the only mention of it was no mention of sex it was just sex mention was of, disgusting yeah it was, it was the originist tradition of and so it was just this using this verse be fruitful and multiply yeah but no one <laughs> in that time see in this generation this day they're more vocal so it's they talk more about pleasure about pleasure not more about multiplying and having babies and procreation and so back then wow, it was about it was about having babies Babies, having children and yeah. feed, uh, um, replenishing the earth. You know what I'm saying? This is what God has, uh, has told us to do. We must do this. But it wasn't that nobody would say, listen, when you get married, you need to make sure that you're having healthy, good sex yeah. because it's needed. And so to say something like that, I, my God, it's like even in this day and time now, I know some people, If when you start talking to that, even when you're counseling young couples or even married couples, it's like the minute that you start saying that, it's like it's amazing when I see both parties, a, a husband and a wife, the minute that you start saying anything about sex, some of them cringe. Yeah. They cringe. Oh, <laughs> oh I just don't want it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just me. And then the husband might say, it wasn't always you. You wasn't, you wasn't always like that. When we, when we, before we was married, you was always having sex. You was, now that yeah. we married, or now that a baby coming to play, now you don't want it. So it's so many dynamics. It's so many dynamics. Yeah, and, and somebody talking about the medical condition. We talk, we, we mentioned that a little bit, even with the medical condition that, um, you know, that still don't give you a right to cheat. Still don't give you a right to masturbate. We're going to talk about all that stuff. It doesn't. Um, it, it doesn't. You yeah, if, if for God to... forbid I was to be impotent one day. Yeah. And, and then it's like, let me say this. My wife, you're still my wife. She has to love me through that. She I'm has to love, love me through, through it. it, babe. And, and, I, and I believe that. That's I one am. thing I do. But you have to be able to and be willing to love your spouse through it all. Remember, through the good and the bad, through sickness and health. But we say I do real quick, and we really don't even always listen to the vows. We yeah. just say I do. And the sacrifice that come with it, because that one day that might be a sacrifice that you got to make in your relationship, and it don't give you no excuse. And, you know, and, and even for the spouses, because I've heard this topic come across that if it ain't long enough, well, why can't I masturbate to fulfill my needs? Now we got to practice self-control. We still can't sin against God, even in the midst of all of that stuff. We sacrifice on every other level. Those are some of the times, even in marriages, where you got to 
a sacrifice because you made a covenant, you made a vow, you know? And so till that do us part. So in the process, God didn't give you a, a, a get out of jail card to go sin uh, because your husband can or your wife can't perform. No. And then sometimes even if it's a, a medical issue, why they can't perform, it does not give you the right to sin. Sin is sin, right, babe? Sin is sin. sin. Is sin. So we're, you know, we, we got all these questions coming in. Let's try to see if we can hit one more before uh, we're getting close to that hour. Um, I'm not sure who this is, but it's a young woman who is currently in a relationship. They're saying, how will I know if God favors my relationship? We are currently experiencing relationship problems after moving in together. Should we continue to mm. face these issues together or could this be God speaking to me that we shouldn't be in this relationship? We probably should have never moved in together before marriage prematurely. So here's a young woman, y'all. She's currently in a relationship. How will I know if God favors my relationship? We are currently experiencing relationship problem after moving in. Mm. After moving in, they're experiencing relationship problem. Should we continue to face these issues together or could this be God speaking to me that we should be, we shouldn't be in a relationship Well, number one, without prayer or anything, we're never going to tell somebody you shouldn't be in that relationship. We don't know you both without praying for you and hearing from the Lord. Absolutely. But the first thing I would go back to say is the foundation. I would say if you want this thing to work or even see if God will, it's God will for your life is to go back to ground zero, start afresh. You can't live together before you get married. Um, you know, I don't know the situation because I never try to judge yeah, people because yeah. I never know financially what costs people yeah, to be. But you got to learn to trust God, Absolutely. too. If you want to do this the right way, I would say go back to the foundation. And go are back they both to the, believers? Yeah, number one, are you both believers? So it's a lot of foundation. Whoever's sending this question, um, you know, we're here. Hopefully we'll get the lines open at some point where we can have a dialogue and get a little bit more detailed information, but basic information off the top, if possible at all. If you want to try to see if God is in this relationship for both of you, that if you really want to see if God is in it, that you would try to do it God's way, that you would try to go back to ground zero and try to see if we could start off the right way. Say, hey, you know what? Let's come together. Let's repent. We started this relationship off the wrong way. If yeah. we really want God to be in the center of this thing, we can fix this thing with Christ and Jesus and, and with the right counsel and submit yeah. to some godly counsel. Get somebody in life that's going to give you counseling based on the word of God. And it takes the both of y'all. So you can't be doing it and he's not doing it. So maybe have a communication with him and say hey you know what and i pray number one that y'all both saved that y'all both in alignment going in the same direction but say hey you know what i think if you notice we started off our relationship incorrectly uh we started off doing things the wrong way we moved in together probably prematurely um let's go back and start over again let's go back to the foundation let's seek godly counsel let's have this communication and let's see where god take us from here it's okay we mess up let's repent let's start over go back to ground zero get the godly counsel that we need uh get in this right place with god uh if possible try to move out go stay with a relative go stay with somebody separately so that you guys aren't doing things prematurely and you know living a fornicated life so let's start over from ground zero and see what the spirit of the lord is saying so that's our answer to you for now till we get more information and start over from ground zero say repent go before god ask him to forgive you for your sin find good godly counsel get in a in a place where you can receive that 
counsel start back from ground zero start dating again from fresh uh you both always say with married couple of two people coming together is to go through deliverance is to find people um, that would give you the counsel so you can deal with issues that may even be causing some of these relationship problems that now have been magnified because now y'all in each other's face so that's our our answer to you for now and we pray that you'll continue to reach out to us and we'll speak more on this because we're closing up on the hours 9 uh, 55 we wish we had more time to continue this dialogue with you but we want to pray you guys out yes. and believe god yes. for the best prophet jared yes and listen uh we're talking about love and relationships this week and we're going to be discussing the topics that people need to hear, want to hear, but things that people need freedom from. So this week, it's still deal, this is going to still deal with freedom because when we dive in on Friday, we're going to talk about pornography. We're going to talk about how deep it goes, the dangers of it, and there's a, there are many dangers to pornography. And so we're going to focus on that, and we're going to focus how it messes up with true love. And so this week is going to be about freedom. freedom. And so when you're exposed to new things, it's like you're accountable for what you know. And so my prayer is that you hear something and and that when you hear it, it causes change and it brings about freedom in your life and even in your marriage and your relationships. So this week is going to be a special week. So listen, if there's anybody that's battling with this thing, uh, pornography and sex addiction, sex struggles, I want to pray for you. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for everyone yes, under the sound Lord. of my voice, Father. Those who may be struggling in secret sexual sins, sexual addictions. Father, even sexual addictions that their spouses don't know about at all. Yeah. Father, there are some who are struggling that when the spouse goes to sleep, they go in the basement just to look at porn, just to get their release, just to find the thing that they need to please them, Father. Father, my prayer is that you will find them in the place they are. Many are struggling and want to be free but have no way of getting free, not knowing even how to be free, not knowing how to talk or communicate about it, not knowing that they can go speak to their, their spouse about it so father my prayer is that god this week that this week becomes freedom for somebody that this week becomes freedom for somebody who's struggling in the deepest darkest sexual sins father during the day they feel feel like a normal human being but at night father it's like something takes them over and they're like a beast now father in the name of jesus i'm speaking your freedom i'm speaking freedom over your servants over your children this week so father anyone that's under the sound of my voice that's struggling in that area you can pray this prayer say father god in the name of Jesus, please forgive me. Forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for my iniquities. Forgive me for this secret sin. Forgive me for masturbation, for pornography. Father, forgive me for putting things to my eyes and watching and witnessing things that I should not. Father, my prayer is that you free me. I can't free myself. I can't seem to get free. I've been struggling for years upon years upon years upon years, and I'm tired. I'm weary. I'm tired of the shame. I'm tired of shame and the division that is caused in my marriage and my spouse not even knowing why there's a struggle. But Father, this time, I want to be free. I want to be free. I want to be whole. I trust you can do it. Father, this week something is going to change in my life. This week I shall find freedom. Freedom shall be a part of my life and I will be whole once again. So Father, I thank you for everyone that prayed that prayer under the sound of my voice that was struggling. God, we honor you. God, we bless you. God, we thank you for you are worthy. You deserve all the praise. You deserve all the glory. And Father God, and until the next time we meet and we will pray and talk about this again, Father, we honor you. We love you. And we bless you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. I pray that somebody prayed that prayer. And I pray that somebody was blessed by that. Yes. Listen. 
It's been a good day. Can we give a quick shout out? Uh, we just want to give a birthday sh- birthday shout out. I don't know if anyone out there having an April birthday, but today is Apostle Rose's birthday. So big shout out to Apostle Rose yes, in happy Baltimore. Birthday, Apostle happy, Rose. Birthday. happy birthday. We pray that you have a blessed, yes. blessed birthday. Yes. And you enjoy it to the fullness. May the blessings of the Lord that yes. make it rich and added no, no sorrow, sorrow will be your portion. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Happy birthday, Apostle Rose. Listen, well, it's that time. Yes, that means the conclusion of our time here with you today. Today has been a wonderful day. It's been a glorious day. It's been a a great and wonderful, magnificent time here with you. It's a beautiful day in God's neighborhood. That makes today a brighter day. This is Prophet J and Prophet Fee, and this is Brighter Day. I am one half of the Brighter Day Morning Show all by myself. I'm not good being solo. But together we make a dynamic duo like two peas in a pod, not twins, more like twits. We give you something sweet, but with some real substance in the mix. That means you have to chew on what you've heard and what you've learned. Always God's perspective, and we apply it with the word. Listen, it's our desire to be a voice to provoke and inspire. But to cause an awakening in you, it is our greatest desire. That awakening brings life. And when we speak, we are speaking the keys to life. This is inspirational360radio.com, home of inspiration, motivation, and transformation. And listen... From our house, our family, to yours. Team Jesus all the way. God bless y'all. Be blessed. Be blessed.